Hello, party people of the world. This is uh, Daniel Von Herbulis and Evan Halfman, a.k.a. Red Llama. I'm uh, just going on record real quick. As of today, I'm going to uh, retire the Danny VNCR moniker from uh, from the use of the podcast. We'll hmm. probably stay on Twitter and shit for a little bit. but uh, Interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, it was... It was my, uh, back when I was doing, um... Let's Play Handle? Let's Plays, yeah. It was my Let's Play Handle. Uh, and I don't do that anymore, so, you know, doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. That shit well. was fun. Well, you know. Fun to watch those, those old vids. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. So today we're here on, uh, today is the day, the day of our Lord. Um, October 1st, the intro to spooky season 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, and we are with, uh, kind of, kind of a weird genre. Um, very, very much a departure from what we typically do. Uh, but today we are entering part one of a two part series that I am going to refer to as gone too soon. Uh, and I'll elucidate on what I mean by that, but first, uh, let's go ahead and get into uh, my first pick. This is uh, my list of Gone Too Soon. My first pick, White Arms of Athena, their titular album, White Arms of Athena. And we're going to start with this, the uh, first track, Truth, The Greatest Lie Ever Told. Now, obviously, um, there's a strong point to be made that when we do these lists, we're discovering bands that we've never heard of uh for you the listeners who have also likely never heard of them um and i i think there's going to be some semblance of that still um in this list because these are three pretty unknown artists not not extremely so but certainly to some degree um but they're they're bands that really deeply resonated with and inspired me personally, uh, who have broken up or have gone on a very long hiatus of some sort with no um, indication that they will be making music again, and it frankly uh, breaks my heart. So, Wide Arms of Athena is my first pick. Uh, I discovered Wide Arms of Athena um, between their Astrodrama release, uh, which is in February of 2013. For the people watching YouTube, you can see it. And for those who aren't, um, yeah, it was in February of 2013. And uh, their, their titular album, Wide Arms of Athena, in December of 2014, which was their last album. And that is what we're listening to now. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and for uh, for the nerds out there who who care about the production side of music, which I am certainly one of, uh, both of their albums were produced by two massive metal powerhouse producers in the industry. Uh, the first of which, by the way, I say that, and these are two of my single favorite producers. So there's a huge uh, point bore there. Uh, Astrodama was produced by Jamie King, who you are probably familiar with his work with Between the Buried and Me, if you're familiar with him at all. Um, not to say you wouldn't be familiar with other works of his, but I'd say that's probably his biggest project he's taken on. Although he works with Converge, or not Converge, 
works with uh, the Contortionist now too, and they're also a pretty, pretty big prog metal band. And then this album was produced by Kurt Ballou, uh, the guitarist of the band Converge, um, who has also yeah worked with uh, Every Time I Die and uh, a couple of other phenomenal bands in his uh, city or his studio, God City. I think he uh, recorded Nails. Yeah, Nails is funny. I think you're right. Nails is crazy. We've talked about Nails on the podcast, but I don't think we ever listened to them. Yeah. Yeah, they're badass. If we ever do a power violence episode, that'd be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I will say, too, one big thing about this record, I I hope you get to hear it. I'm going to be quiet here fairly shortly so you can hear it somewhat distinctly. But this album, to me, has one of the most phenomenal and unusual drum tones I've ever heard. And I I just love it. Like, it's so clean and clear, but still, like, not um, sharp, like a lot of drum tones, I think, are. It's kind of... Uh, God, I don't know how to explain it. But yeah, there's there's a little bit of a break right here. I think. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. So yeah, there's like tons of room on the drum. Big yeah, exactly. It's that so fucking sexy. I love it. It's interesting. Of sexy, I wonder why, to, like, you have to put a black bar over that little nipple. Oh, yeah. I wonder why sometimes why it is that, like, I guess in my experience, like, lots of room on a on a drum kit, particularly in in rock music or, or heavy metal or, or metal, extreme metal. Um, I don't know why, but. It's just such a pleasing sound to me. Oh, yeah. Like, to have, like, that, to, like... I guess because I tend to like production that sounds, like, live. Like, live in a studio, in a room. Like, a band doing what a band does. Playing a show. That's Um, that's the funny thing to me about this drum tone. Like, if you told me, like, oh, yeah, this was, like, a live tone, I'd say, no, it's not. But... I can hear semblances that like make it feel live. It's it's just like too clean for me to say. Oh yeah, that sounds live. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I know what you mean for sure. Mm-hmm. It's nice to kind of well, like, I, feel I, like you're there. I, the guitar tone is just so fucking great too. Oh I yeah, think, like every part of it. Really, I mean, Kurt Blue is like a, a master of like guitar tone. I mean, that's I, his, yeah, that's his his bag. I have so much adoration and appreciation for Kurt Ballou. Jamie King, too. But, uh, yeah, specifically, this album was done by Kurt Ballou, so we'll talk more about it. And that. I like, too, that like this is not such a typical metal guitar tone. It's like... No, yeah. It's like very, like, um, dyna- it's like a very dynamic tone. Like, Yeah. It reminds me a little of almost like of, like, like sludge metal, but the music isn't that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, like like a, almost like an early Mastodon tone, but more like uh, um, I keep revolving back to the phrase "clean." I'm trying not to, but yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I, it's just fucking awesome. Yeah, this is one of the, like yeah, would have liked to have uh, seen this band live. It's, it's oh, yeah, great, I'm sure they put on a great fucking show. Um, Speaking of, uh, Hail the Sun is going to be in Seattle soon. We actually reviewed that. Too bad I'm banned from Seattle. Yeah. You want to talk about that? 
Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about being banned from Seattle? Yeah. Oh. Uh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Um. Evan's having a PBR for all who are wondering. Yeah. He's switched away from the LaCroix and become uh, just a different, different strain of hipster. From yeah. The working on the fucking beer gut. The beer gut. Yeah. But, uh, no, that's cool. Yeah, Hell of the Sun. Good band. I, I'll have to, um, I don't know if I'm going to be a wuss and wear uh, ear, earplugs or or if uh, I should just... I think it's been so long since... I don't even, I don't even think that's... I don't even think that's a being a wuss as much as being responsible. I know. Yeah, I know. It's like being responsible. Like, and, I mean, I certainly don't want to have tinnitus when I'm 40. Well, so I mean, and you nice. know, coming from someone who's been working in a factory for two and a half years straight, mm-hmm. your hearing is awfully important. That's all I'll say. Your hearing is awfully important. Protect it. Yep. And honestly, it's... I mean... What I guess everyone's mileage may vary, but I th- I think in some cases um, wearing earplugs actually increases like the fidelity of the sound because it'll cut out like the really harsh fre- frequencies. That is true, and so you'll hear like more of a, a balanced sound, um, depending highly on like where you are, like acoustically in too. the venue. But I, in my experience, when I I mean, I'll, I've been to some metal shows and taken out my earplugs and just been bombarded with a yeah exactly yeah no I agree then of course your ears fucking ringing after the show and you oh, get, yeah. get like nauseous and dizzy because your ears just don't stop ringing and, eh, I don't know that was you know the, the novelty wears off real fast yeah I'm fighting some pretty hard nausea right now too just in case anybody thinks I sound distant like I mean I wouldn't say I'm not but yeah, just a little stomach sick today, unfortunately. This drug is real. <laughs> Let's go are, we doing, are we just doing that now? Like, just fucking with words and not saying them right? This <laughs> drug is real. This drug is real. Yeah. Did I tell you, uh, I went I went on a date recently with uh, Uma Thurman. Okay. Which one of her eyes was there? Yeah, no, I went on a date with Uma Thurman, but she uh, she insisted as dressing as Poison Ivy the whole time. Oh, yeah, yeah, it got pretty pretty hot and heavy. And, uh, now my dig is edgy. Oh, your crotch, <laughs> my crotch, <laughs> my crotch is scratchy. <laughs> No, dig is edgy has like become a become a meme almost between Evan and I. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like me trying to find fun ways to say it. Yeah, yeah, this dude supplies me with a, a fresh drip, a constant fucking Through your IV source. Yeah, a great memes. intravenous. I don't really, I don't really uh, do the calling myself. I just I let That's other people do the heavy lifting for me. Yeah, Evan has uh, probably for the best, if I'm being honest, and I'm certainly envious. But uh, he has kind of um, removed himself all but entirely from social media, uh, which means that he. Um, I mean, I, I definitely would love to be back on social media. Would you? Well, Twitter and I mean, for artistic purposes, of course. Oh, yeah, 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 right. Posting, um, not receiving. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that way for sure. 
Um, it's, it's weird though, you know. I I went on Twitter like uh, not that long ago to try to sort of resuscitate my old account and, oh, yeah? and see if I could actually like get some momentum. This is a beautiful part of the song. Oh yeah, this transition, oh. which is oh. actually a song, it's track number five, is fucking amazing. Yeah, I always remember that being like, my favorite shit. Like, yeah, I remember that being your favorite shit too. Yeah, but anyways, um, uh. Yeah, I went on Twitter, but it, I just find that, like, um, there's just such a specific language and, like, way to use Twitter to, like, to game it. Like, you have to game Twitter if, if you're trying to use it as a tool to reach an audience. It's it's such a specific way you have to use it. And I, I just, I, yeah, I don't, true. I, I need to discipline myself to learn that way. Yeah. Because otherwise, I'm just posting bullshit. <laughs> also, everybody go follow Evan on Twitter. It's great posting bullshit if you're really famous and everyone gives a shit about what you say. Yeah. But um, Evan, what's your Twitter handle? Oh goodness. Oh, um, Fireside Silence. Yeah. At Fireside Silence. Right. Um, that's uh, yeah. I changed it up. That's my. Um, well, you changed it up a while ago. Yeah, Fireside, that's sort of my new um, moniker. My new moniker. That's what your next album is going to be released under, question mark, maybe? Most likely. Nice. Yeah. And I got a lot of stuff in the oven, too. Most of it's getting fucking burnt, but, you know. Fair. Something good's going to come Yeah, out. you're fucking telling me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've been. Oh, I've been working on this album that I have nothing to show for for like three years. That well, was for, me, not you. For the longest time, I forgot to even turn the oven on. So, I just... oh, I was gonna say, to be fair, like yeah, for a long time, like most of your musical life was like writing music and being like, oh man, I'd like to put that towards an album, and then never doing. Yeah, I am. I am. If if anyone out there ever needs to. St- to start a song, I'm your guy. I am amazing at starting songs. Oh, but yeah. if you need someone to finish a song, don't fucking talk to me. I'm not that guy. And Boy. that is such a shame. I, I I have a I have a problem. I mean this is not a fucking therapy session. It's no one's No, let's talk about yeah, it. How do you, how does this make you feel? Well it's lame, you know? It's like I write no, 30, I, don't know. I write like thirty halves of of songs. Um, oh, I get it. Because half man. Oh. You're a half a man. <laughs> beat me down. And you'll, never, you'll never be whole. Yeah, I just like come down. I just start bullying you fucking profusely <laughs> for the next five minutes. Oh, but then I turn oh, that boy. pain and, and hatred yeah, into music. Into creative energy. But then that music itself is hateful. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of my music is. Yeah. So. Well, I wouldn't really say hateful as much as just like. Bitter, well, and know, I get that those kind of sound similar, but you know what I mean. You know my music somewhat. Like you know what I mean. It's it's from a place of pain, not anger. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's weird. I try to. I think like I write music that is peaceful. I, I right. love. I love peace. I love the idea of of um, of uh, placidity. Um, Clamp, clamp it up. Yeah. Um, and um, I like how I'm going to listen back to this in like a month and be like, why the hell did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> because you almost clamped me with a the clamp. There, now I'll remember. <laughs> Give them the clamps. Nice clamps me. 
Um, I, I'm too so, fucking sick to do voice as well. Yeah. Well, so, um, and so, yeah, like, uh, I like to write songs that are, like, peaceful, but it's it's weird to try to write songs that are, are peaceful when you don't feel peaceful. We are now on this transition. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. Yeah, go this ahead. Is, this, is, no, this is an appropriate song to uh, yeah. be talking about this. I agree. Well, I mean, it has a super long intro. It's like a, yeah. like a three-minute intro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Peaceful. Well, Pla- yeah. Placid. Yeah. Flaccid? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting. It's just, you know, it's like how, um, um, it, it's almost like, uh, you know, the person you are creatively is not like the person you are. Like, it's, it's almost like the creative yeah, part of you is like that that um, deep subconscious yeah well for me I I certainly would agree with that yeah. Yeah. not to not to get too far off of what you're saying but like there's a there's this like little drum part coming up that's gonna repeat it's just I think so fucking badass oh, when yeah. it comes in it's like it's just oh man no wait I think that's from Heavy Sleep whatever whatever it is it's fucking oh yeah it's starting up a little bit anyways yeah, I like this a lot. This is like, it's reminds me awesome. of, uh, reminds me of like the, the, the sort of uh, later era Swan stuff. Reminds me a little bit of like early Pink Floyd. Yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. Oh, big time. yeah like like early, early Pink Floyd. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, Piper the Gates of Dawn. Exactly. Yeah. But see, that's what I mean. Like both of our references were like, those are phenomenal things to sound like. Yeah. Remarkably different, but... Fucking yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that Michael Gerard Swans was inspired by Uma Guma a lot. I'm sure, he was. So. Oh, and. Uh, Eugene, uh, be careful with that axe, Eugene. That type of shit. Wasn't it? Be careful with that axe, Emily. Emily. What am I thinking of? Uh, no, you. I think you're right. Maybe it's like C Emily play or something. I can't remember. I'm all. It sounds like some creepy shit. Hmm. We'll come back to it. I'm I get creeped out fucking easily. Yeah, you do. I fuck with him so much. But you were offering your services in way of uh, starting songs. I will. I will offer my services if anyone. Uh, if anyone needs be uh, needs some fucking voice work done, voice acting done. Man, uh, hit me up, Scooter. I'll do that shit for free. You got a cartoon where you need fucking an hour's worth of fucking dialogue? I got you. And he'll take any like he likes the racist stuff. Too. He likes playing Absolutely. really super racist. Uh, what are what are racist terms that I'm comfortable with using? Um, honky, honky, <laughs> cracker, damn, um, uh, whitey, gringo. <laughs> getting fucking banned. Getting yeah, banned from iTunes. That's okay. But uh, white racial slurs, man, I I will fucking go off. It does not matter. Any other ones, probably not. But the white ones. No. Yep. Honky is a fucking hilarious word, though. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. It's like little Bobo. You know, he actually been honked today. Oh, yeah. Evan has a new dog. I think he's getting over his, um, his little... His, um... Honkitis. Honkitis. His goose Evan, I want to talk about this. 
um, Evan was given the opportunity to adopt a, an elderly small dog to save him from euthanasia because uh, his owners, who Evan does not know, uh, were there was there was a friend of a friend kind of shit going on, and it was like, hey, I have this dog that's not mine right now, and his owners are gonna put him down in like two days unless I can find a home for him. Uh, and I can't find anyone who will take him. Evan, will you take him? And Evan said... Okay. He said, okay. And by he, I mean me. That's right. So oh, Evan, Evan did a good thing. Oh, oh yeah. He saved a small dog's life. He calls him Bojo. Yep. Well, his name is Bo... Bo. Mm. So, Bo... B-E-A-U... Then Bo... B-E-A-U Jones Bo is his nickname and his first name So Yeah So he's Bobo Jones He's a cute little thing He has honk issues Because his uh, previous owners I think thought he was kind of yippy And put a Put a Shock collar on him And from the looks of it Just never took it off Or a bark collar I should say I think everybody knew what I meant But like <laughs> Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the drums are crazy. Yeah, they're fucking awesome. But he's a good boy. Those fucking, like, those, like, toms, too. Those, like, four toms. Oh, yeah. Du, 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 du. Fucking awesome. You know, it's like listening to music, like, in general for me lately. I love this I, part. I feel like I've been, like,. Scrutinizing drums like a lot. Oh, dude, I know. Because, I because like I'll, I'll listen to like music I've listened to for years, but I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna like just listen to the drums. Isn't that you know? I was talking to someone recently. It might have been no one, but I was certainly <laughs> talking to someone, even if it was no one. Mm. Uh, oh, I love that bit. But um, yeah, I was talking to somebody, uh, and they said like, I, I think they had asked like uh, like. Do you look at musically differently? Do you look at musically the app that nobody fucking likes? Uh, wow, I'm losing it. Do you look at music differently now, uh, or do you look at musically from differently from the perspective as a musician since becoming a musician? I said yes, and then the question was followed up as a as a producer. I said, yeah, absolutely. I am way more... So, like, the musician side of my brain, so not not the fanatic, but the musician side of my brain, looks at a lot of things, like, compositionally. So I'll hear something, and I'll, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I can tell that that's in a, you know, a minor key in such and such a... Um, well, yeah, a key, so let's say D minor or whatever. Um, I'll, I'll start to hear that and kind of, like, think of how somebody would have composed something. Um, and how things orchestrate together, whereas the producer side of me thinks more of like, how did they get that tone? So like, yeah, how did they achieve that drum tone and things like that? And this, see, that's the funny thing with this one is like, on this album specifically, I listen to this drum tone and it, it actually fucking haunts me. To this day, I don't know how Kurt Ballou got that drum tone. And I really, really want to know. Uh, so, if anybody knows Kurt Ballou, or Kurt Ballou is listening to this, um, I would really like to know. Poor, poor, poor. That would be cool. Yeah. 
Of course, Steve Albini is the, kind of like the next, or well, I, well I, Steve Albini is actually far more popular and and prolific than Kurt, even Kurt Ballou. Kurt Ballou is incredibly prolific. Yeah. But I mean, Steve Albini's older and he's been creating music since the late '70s. Um, but he's, of course, he's very well known too as someone who has a a very signature drum tone and like many people flock to his studio specifically to get him to record drums um, yeah. because um, of a very specific uh, philosophy he has on recording drums I know, I do know that Kurt Blue is um, notorious for double miking a lot of drums so, especially in the case of the snare drum, he'll mic uh, the overhead and the underhead, I guess, if you will. And he tries to keep the mics, like, proportionate to each other. So, like, the same distance from the actual head and, you know, the same relative spot and everything. Uh, and there's a lot of really good theory on that, but... Um, it's just such a fucking sick tone, and I really wish I could recreate it. But I can't, because I suck. I'm nowhere near as good as Kurt Blue. Maybe someday. Not today, though. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's part picks up. It's badass. Mm. Anyways, what's up, Evan? About ready to move on? Yeah, we got through, like, my favorite part of the album, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I feel... I feel sated, satiated, yeah. satisfied, whatever. You could feel satisfied. Turn the mics off right now. <laughs> make that happen. Oh. Yeah, dude. Oh, oh. All right. On to the next pick. And we're back, people. On with my second Gone Too Soon pick. We have the band... Uh, Vest Ascension from Baltimore. Uh, this album is called Breaching the Sound, and it is free to download. Yeah, check that shit out all the way out. You can go on Bandcamp, look up Vest Ascension, V-E-S-T-A-S-C-E-N-S-I-O-N, and get this album for free. And it is fucking sick there are several songs on this album i love i resonate with like really heavily uh there's there's literally multiple songs on this album that i'll just like be lying in bed like singing to myself at night like they just they bring me so much peace and comfort um i have taken a ton a ton i am not exaggerating a ton of inspiration from this band um, and, uh, they have very, very, I guess it's not reflecting here, but they, uh, not, not a whole lot of, uh, support. Uh, I think probably a little more than, um, our last pick did, but just, they're fucking awesome, man. And, um, I know the guitarist, well... I believe one of the guitarists of the band, if not the guitarist, Justin Gosnell. I know uh, a little bit. I hope I've pronounced your name right, buddy. Um, and I know he's big fans with... Or not big fans. I'm losing my fucking mind. He's big uh, 
he's friends with uh, the the guys from Periphery, which is super interesting. Periphery being a very successful metal band. Uh, this band not being metal hardly at all. I believe I believe uh, when Vest Ascension came out, they described their sound as progressive dream rock, and I think that is perfect. That is a perfect description of what they do. Uh, but you can see if you're watching the YouTube version that uh, their next track that comes up featured guest guitarists uh, for the solo, Jake Bowen and Mark Holcomb of Periphery. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just fucking phenomenal music. It's extremely well produced. My big thing with this this one specifically, what what really pains me honestly about this this band and this music, despite only coming out in 2014 with this full album, back in 2011 they were releasing singles uh, every month for the entire year. Um, and uh, as you can tell, this album has 12, 12 tracks. Um, if you can see it, if you can't, now you know. Um, despite the fact that this album came out only five years ago, um, I think they were extremely ahead of their time. And I would, I would fist fight anyone who disagreed with me on that one. I think, uh, I think their niche that they would have needed to actually have legitimate commercial success is like just just starting to really open up with the real advent of uh, post-rock becoming big now with bands like Hammock and uh, Moonlit Sailor and, and other artists who are becoming extremely popular in the greater quote-unquote dream sound or dream pop sound and relative to post-rock and things like that. Um, I I really, really think that they were just way ahead of their time. Um, and man, that really fucking sucks. Um, a bunch of phenomenal songwriters uh, in, in both lyrics and composition. One of my favorite bands of all time, honestly, which is kind of weird to say, but uh, still remains true out of the hundreds and hundreds of bands I've listened to, if not thousands at this point. So your favorite band is this and Korn. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's correct. And, like, you know, I'm I'm certainly going on and on about this. I, I wouldn't say that I'm rambling as much as I'm just very, very passionate about this group. Um, yeah, it fucking sucks. If, if, if the band ever uh, got together or got back together and started making something again, boy, you'd better believe that I would be uh, the fucking first in line to uh, to start uh, promoting and, and watching very carefully and everything. Or for that matter, if anybody in the band was like, uh, was interested in reaching out, I, I wouldn't mind talking or, you know, whatever, or working in any way. Even if it was just like, uh, a fucking video or something or music or whatever mm -hmm. I just I love it man it's fucking great yeah yeah I never listened to this band very much we're gonna but change I, that yeah I like it I like it it, it actually is um, it gets better as it goes along too, well it also. actually is like um, like like I was talking about earlier like peaceful 
Like oh it's, yeah. It's it's like very it's like metal. It's not of course yeah. It's not really metal. It's definitely more like um, hard post hardcore. <laughs> like it's got that, yeah, that kind of like. The, and that's the thing that's that's really interesting is this this song is not representative of this album. So tracks one and three are evolutory and an endless voyage, and they have a, a fair amount of metal influence. Mm. Um, but the rest of the album is remarkably different. And frankly, I think that's more of the showcase. So I think once the song is over, I'm going to unfortunately skip Life Foliage, which is track two, and An Endless Voyage, which is track three, and jump straight to A Source of Reflection, which might be my favorite track on the album. Uh, and then, yeah, interestingly, tracks five, six, seven, and eight, if I'm not mistaken... Um, we're part of a series called The Escape. I don't think a source of reflection was... No, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. But yeah, those four tracks were part of a little series called The Escape, and it is really good. They're all related and sequential. It's fucking awesome. This is closer to what the rest of the album sounds like. Little to no metal. Very pretty. Melodic. Spacey just wonderful. Evan, I have something for you. Shit. I don't know if you've ever had this before. This is as what the blue collars call it. Go ahead and open that before you read the lid. Oh, shoot. Open that and smell that. This is spirits. Oh, yeah. That shit smell good. Oh my god. That is as the blue collared folk call apple pie. And it is traditionally made with uh, apple cider and cinnamon and other things and white lightning. But the thing that's unfortunate about apple pie, in my opinion, is that a lot of the uh, alcohol gets masked by the rest of the flavors. So you can't really tell that it's extremely potent. It's like fucking Everclear. It is ever. That one is Everclear. Is that fucking good? Oh, yeah. But see, that's what I mean, is you could just, just put that shit back, and then you go to stand up and fucking fall on your ass because you don't realize you're shit-faced. You have to go back home in a fucking Uber. Jesus yeah. Christ. If I wasn't so sick, I'd be drinking that shit right now. Yeah. That is delicioso. Yeah. My mom made that. Thanks, mommy. <laughs> Please don't call my mom mommy again. <laughs> I'll uh, say that the next time I see your mom and everyone will get weird. <laughs> also, there's that. Did you see that over there on the couch? Uh, some kind of it's uh, fireball. Fa- yeah, it's your favorite. Yeah, it's fine. Not, not literally your favorite, but... I thought for a second that you were referring to like the applesauce in the jar. No, that's how I made the apple pie. Fireball oh. and applesauce. No way. That's those jokes. <laughs> Chunky ass. God, I fucking love that song. Really. Hang on, let's be quiet for a little bit. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, so it's like, you know, of course, 
it's public knowledge that Between the Barrier to Me is one of my favorite metal bands. No. And and they um, they they're big on like, of course they're big on just all kinds of sounds all the time and jumping all over the place, which is great. But I one of their sounds that I like the most is when they do like um, big melodic sections. And it, I feel like this band is kind of like just distilled down to the mil- the melodic stuff that I really like. Um, and so it's like yeah, it's like all they do, and it's kind of cool. Like, yeah, that's that's yeah, exactly. I just think it's fucking wonderful. And I mean, the, the big thing is like the next the next three to four tracks in particular, I think, have such such brilliant brilliant fucking lyrics too like that when you actually like listen and really that's one thing that fucking drives me insane I will say about a lot of modern music uh, in general is not only like the the usage of dog shit lyrics but like people never listen to them and that's why like you get so many fucking pop songs that fucking suck they just have like a catchy melody ultimately and people will sit there and fucking sing along to it and you're like what fucking garbage is this that you're listening to and it just it fucking irks me or like I love honestly how like um like uh so many like weekend songs will like become like really radio popular I remember just like just today I was uh, I was hanging out with my mom I was helping her do some chores some errands if you will and the song can't feel my face came on the radio and uh, she was kind of like singing along to it a little bit I said you know the song's about cocaine and she's like what I said, yeah it's it's about drugs and she's like I don't think they would put that on my radio station I'm like <laughs> That's what it's about. Like, all you have to do is listen just a little bit, and it it becomes pretty fucking apparent. And that's the thing, is, like, so much lyrical content is just, like, really ignored. I thought it was because he was really cold. Yeah, no, that's true, too. He was like, brr, I'm cold. My house is cold. I'm lonely. I'm the weekend. I can't feel my pinche face. God. Um... Jeez, yeah, anyways. This, uh, this bouncy ball is comfortable, oh, yeah. but ooh, it's... Uh, taxing on your back side. Taxing. I'm paying um, the back tax. Paying the back tax. Uh, so I'm I am a sucker for good lyrics, frankly, and I definitely pay attention. Oh, yeah, lyrics are my number one priority in life, which, is to a fault, <laughs> yeah. So, well, then let's let's uh, let's let's be quiet for a couple of minutes. Let's see let's see what these lyrics and this song. This is not my favorite song lyrically, but it's it's up there. But let's let's see what these. This is already my favorite song lyrically. Boy, I will kiss you on the mouth. <laughs> Uncertainty is 
electric piano line to the da, 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 da. it's just it's it's so interesting there's so many just beautiful wonderful little idiosyncratics all through this album that i think just make this so phenomenal but yeah like that line too if it's a dream you wish to live then go back to sleep like there's just there's so many just i think fucking phenomenal one-liners Yeah. Yeah, this band kicks ass. Say it. So, um, yeah, I strongly recommend everyone listening go check this album out. Download it if you like. I mean, Hell, send him a few bucks. Why not? But if you know, if you just want to have it, you can download it for free, certainly. But uh, yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's a lot of great material you haven't heard yet, and that you won't because we're not going to be listening to everything, everything. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a good one. Sure enough. Evan, how was your prostate exam earlier? Sweaty. Sweaty? <laughs> Out of all of the adjectives you could have come up for for a prostate exam, sweaty is the the top ten last things I would have expected you to say. Uncomfortable. Number Probably one. Probably a good maybe. idea to have a prostate exam, though. Probably. A really? Probably. At twenty-seven. Just, you know, that's just love of the sports. <laughs> I mean, once I get good, uh, once I get set up with some insurance, that's uh, true. Once you, get, once you get nice and practiced, a prostate exam will be nothing. It'll <laughs> just be a really fast massage. Then I can just spell run. <laughs> oh. As much as I would love to just listen to this all night, um, I think it's probably about time to move on to our next artist, Best Ascension. What a great fucking band. Go check them out, and we will listen to this beautiful piano to fade us out. everybody 
We're here with our last pick. You may notice if you're watching this on YouTube that this... Hey, wait a minute. This isn't Bandcamp. You're right. It's uh, it's YouTube. Uh, unfortunately, this last pick, the Safety Fire, is not on Bandcamp, or at least not anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and listen to their dang old album, uh, Mouth of Swords, which was released... Uh, when was this shit released? I can't remember. 2013? Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, God, these fucking ads. That's why I hate YouTube. Pissing. Um, the Safety Fire. I They toured twice, I remember, in the United States. Uh, at least in the way that of which they made it to... Uh, Washington, Seattle specifically, and I saw them both times. Uh, Evan, I think you saw them once. Oh, did I? I'm pretty sure. Hmm. They open. They yes, open for between right. the very when yep. they were on Parallax Two. Yep, yep. Yeah. I remember. I remember like. Uh, I remember them being British and being like, "Hey, a British band." Yeah. I have technically met every member of this band. Technically. Uh, I connected with their singer uh, on two occasions, although admittedly the first occasion was kind of uh, was kind of embarrassing, whereas the second one I think was was redemptive, uh, somewhat. Uh, uh, Sean, he uh, he went by Sean McWeeny. I'm not entirely. I don't think that's his legal name, but I could be wrong. Um, uh, uh, my first interaction with Sean, the Safety Fire opened for Periphery uh, on their album while they were touring their album, Growing the Ocean. Uh, it was Periphery, the Safety Fire, uh, Protest the Hero, and Today I Caught the Plague. And I met Sean, and I remember I went with my buddy Mark, who Evan and I used to make music with, and Mark was a pretty avid fan of what the Safety Fire was doing when they were starting out, but I wasn't familiar with the band, and I remembered uh, meeting Sean momentarily and uh, saying, hey man, I thought you guys had a great set, and he was like, oh yeah, thanks, or I don't remember exactly, I'm paraphrasing, so if Sean, if you're watching this, please don't be mad, Um, but... uh, he might have said, oh, yeah, cheers or something. I don't know. They are English. But um, but I remember saying, yeah, my my uh, my friend is a big fan of yours, though. Which kind of implies, like, oh, yeah, I thought you guys had a good set, but I don't really give a fuck about you or your music. Which, at that time, technically might have been true. It certainly isn't anymore. But, like, he was like, oh, uh, well, where's he at? And I was like, I have no idea. And that was our whole interaction. Oh, shit. Yeah, I know, and I feel really shitty about it, Um, but uh, yeah, from a band that I'm deeply inspired by now, I I, I met this vocalist who is a phenomenal vocalist who I feel very inspired by, Um, and I was, yeah, pretty much like, hey, your your set was kind of cool, I don't fucking know you or like what you do at all, but my friend's a fan. And thankfully, I got to say hey one last time on their second tour uh, when they were touring with Between the Buried and Me. Uh, oh, God, this is going to be a tough one to remember. I I believe it was Between the Buried and Me, The Contortionist, The Faceless, and The Safety Fire. Uh, and then the local artist opening for all four 
uh, which was Lo Therefore Do I See My Brother, who has now changed their name to Lo There. So it was a five band set. Huh. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that is actually accurate, <laughs> um, <coughs> which is a lot to remember. Uh, and that was um, at El Corazon, the uh, the El Corazon that will likely soon be torn down, which really fucking sucks. Um, no way. Yeah, the first time I saw him was at Studio 7, which has been gotten rid of, which also really sucks. Oh, Studio 7's not a thing? It hasn't been a thing for like three years. Jeez, no one ever told me this. Now you know. And Elcor is on the way out. Like, officially? Uh, as far as I'm aware, I've, I've, to be fair, I've heard it from very apocryphal sources, but mm. I am also, like, friends with the owner of Elcorazon, and I, I, yeah, I don't know. Let's just say, from what I've seen, I think it is very possible, but I don't know. But there's a point to be said that, like, they're not closing... Like, my understanding is that he pretty much plans on, like, moving the venue, but it's a historical venue, so, like, the idea of, like, yeah, tear that one down and we'll put it over here is, like, that still really sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, well... Wasn't something going to happen to the moor or something like that? Um, uh, I don't think it was the moor, but there was the showbox market. They were going to tear down and put in for like low-income housing. Oh, okay, yeah. That true. I don't think that happened though. I'm pretty sure. It didn't. Well, good. Yeah. Um, Book low-income housing. Yeah. I mean, it's good for people. No, yeah. fuck him. But anyways, so my second interaction with Sean was when I met the rest of the band. Um, I bought a shirt, and I remembered uh, saying, like, oh, yeah, I saw you guys the last time you were here in Seattle. And uh, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I remember it was much more positive. It was, uh, you know, very friendly. And uh, I think I had said, like, something, something to the accord of, like, I'm pretty broke right now, but if you guys tour again and I happen to catch you in Seattle, I'll buy you all a beer. Um, and that never happened, unfortunately. Um, yeah. I still stand by that. If uh, if any of y'all are, are in the area, or I'm in your area, I'll gladly buy you a beer. Um, or, you know, whatever you prefer. If you prefer colorful shots, like the music video from Floods of Color, we can do that up. Whatever. You know, whatever you like. Mm-hmm. Doesn't this band play with the Telecasters or something? Uh, they play with, with single cuts that look like Telecasters, but oh. they're not Fenders. Oh. I can't think of the brand of the guitar, but it, it is not Fender. Oh. They also play in like a really peculiar tuning that gives them a very unique sound, uh, which I wish I could remember, but I can't. But this is this is a six string, despite it being like super deep. Yeah, I, uh, I do love this band quite a bit. Yeah. Also, Sean, go back to music, please. Like, god damn it. Such a good vocalist, bro. Back I really want to. Yeah, he's not. He's not doing music anymore. What's he doing? Um, I should know this. Uh, in the back of my mind, somewhere I know it. I think he's. I think he's teaching. Teaching. Yeah. Please argue me on that if you like. I think that's what he's doing. Like teaching music or teaching. Bro, I don't school. know. But uh. Dude, make some music again, man. You got a hell of a voice. 
I don't want to see your voice go to waste. Well, I mean, not saying going to waste is what you're doing, but... Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, I, you, you never ought, know. It's I like, think you ought to be in music. That's what I'm saying. Some people just, uh, I mean, I don't, of course, I'm not going to be presumptuous, but some people just like, some people just aren't into like the music scene and, and they just, uh, they like to, you know, maybe they, they release an album in a, under a major record label and they, they feel very proud of it and they tour, but that's just not where their heart is and they'd rather just have music stay in like the original passion you know just of just um you know preserve the the art form without commercializing it i know a lot of people feel that way i mean of course yeah again i'm not going to presume that any members of this band are like that but i sometimes i think of that for myself i'm like you know i i what i'm trying to say is i hope i don't get too famous yeah well that's really genuine Genuinely scared of becoming like a big time celebrity. Well, that's really fucking dumb. <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's a point to be said too that I I believe, and I could be dead wrong. If anyone wants to correct me on this, please by all means. I believe this is the only band that we are listening to tonight that. Um, actually did have some of the members go off and do their own thing uh so there's several of, of the members of the safety fire have continued on to uh work in the band glass tiger which wait sorry good tiger i'm sorry i was reading the name of the song glass crush and i mixed the two up good tiger and good tiger is a great band too um i actually I, frankly i love good tiger's music but it's not the same. In fact, it's actually very, very different. But I just, uh, I don't know, man. I miss the safety fire. Fuck the safety fire. You know? You don't know what I mean. Safety fire. Yeah, fuck them. That was like their thing. Interesting. Yeah, just like Primus had Primus sucks. Safety, safety fire had fuck the safety fire. Interesting. Although they did, um, they did a music video for the song "Wise Hands," which is on this album, uh, much later, where they uh, they did it like a, an acoustic, like stripped down version. It's really beautiful, um, and it features two two young uh, children like playing and coloring. It's a really wonderful music video. It's very very pretty and beautiful. But at the very end, uh, one of the girls who's who's playing like holds up a sign that says like the safety fire sucks. And I thought that was like really, really funny that they did a child appropriate, like neutered version of their their fuck the safety fire thing. Me. <laughs> yeah. Well no, it genuinely seems like one of those bands that Looks like they had everything kind of going for them, but yeah, it's kind of a shame it didn't work out. That's, yeah, literally the whole point of this list. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's unfortunate, but, you know, I guess sometimes such is life. In DDD. Like diners driving the time. Holy shit. I just looked at myself in the mirror, and I am Guy Fieri. You sound just like him. Holy 
crap. You're going to give us a guy This is badass. You're going to give us a good impression of, of you, Mr. Fieri? Uh, no, I can't do impressions, especially right now. Well, I mean, it's you, dog. This is very out of well, character so for obviously, you, Mr. Fieri. I'm doing an impression of myself, Guy Fieri. Oh, damn, dude. It's me. What do you think of these cheese fries? Mmm. Those are gangster. <laughs> those are gangster. Man, those cheese fries are straight balling, dog. <laughs> we do, Who the hell are you? Out Get of out bounds. of the kitchen. Yeah. What are you doing in our kitchen, you stranger hobo? <laughs> you homeless individual. <laughs> what are you doing in our dining room? I just smelt cheese curds, and I had to invite myself in. <laughs> That's like the, the Djibouti one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was taking the Camaro out for a spin, and I wondered when was the last time I had a deep fried cannoli hit the back of my throat. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Reminds me of this time I clipped a, uh, a biker with my uh, with my car. And uh, I don't know what came over me, but I just saw him there laying in the road. And I just uh, I just ate him alive. <laughs> His stomach contents kind of looked like this. He was a big dude and made a big meal. This is alright. <laughs> but this is alright. <laughs> Fucking A. Yeah, dude. Hella funny. I could fucking go for some cheese fries. Like some poutine? Oh my oh, god. Like this, uh... Ooh, you can eat poutine again now. Yeah. Oh man. That's cool. Evan's not a vegan I anymore. Do, I do he betrayed and eggs and fish. He betrayed the vegan community. Um You fucking And ass. what is it? Uh, uh um Dairy Queen has uh, cheese curds. Oh yeah, yeah fried cheese fucking curds. Delicious. They're fucking expensive though. Yeah. And I like the jalapeno poppers from uh Jack in the Box with yummy. I almost got the jalapeno poppers from the from the shell station the other day. Which to most people, to be fair, if I say like, oh yeah, I went to this gas station and I bought some like fried chicken and fucking chicken cheese sticks and shit. I think most people be like, that's disgusting. Why would you say that out loud? But this I live in a very fucking redneck community and our gas stations actually do have very, very good food. This happens to be like the best fucking fried chicken in the county. Which to be fair isn't saying much, but still it's uh pretty good mm-hmm. and their, their hors d'oeuvres are also pretty fucking good that's the big thing with like the safety fire dude like i mean they're they're very well-rounded they're all wonderful musicians but yeah i saw evan like uh uh ghost guitaring over here air guitaring my bad and uh yeah man their fucking guitarist des he is a fucking monster super technical well, super technically uh, oriented and well-balanced. Also, this next song, uh, Beware the Jaguar. Or actually, I think it's Jaguar. I don't even think you can say Jaguar because it's like J-A-G-W-A-R. Huh. Um, it's featuring, uh, features a uh, musician you and I both really appreciate. Do you want to no listen? Do you want to listen and see if you can give it a guess? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well coming up i'll let i'll let you know when the it's a it's a guest vocalist is it gonna say like on the screen if i look at it i doubt it i'll let you know if you want to look away for a minute but uh yeah when the song when this when it comes to that guest vocalist spot I'll, i'll i'll be like wait shut up for a second and then you can guess 
Um, I'll let you know if it comes up on the screen. It hasn't yet. The first wash no. It doesn't say it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Be le- beware the leopard. Sorry. Not jaguar. Whatever. Beware the leopard jaguar. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, this song is fucking pretty. I really like this one. Okay, so now it's... Now ball's in my court. Yep. I, I will say this. It is possible that you won't get it, but I think that you should. It is a guest vocalist. It hasn't, he hasn't come in yet. And then there's the he, but that would be pretty obvious. I think it's like right after the second chorus, which is coming up momentarily. Guitar work is just bananas. Oh, yeah, so it's just here in the moment. Obviously. From between the buried me, yeah. That's what I said. Like, and that's the thing. It's funny. It's like I think most people when they think of like, like screaming, they're like, oh, there's no nuance to that. It takes no talent and this, that, whatever. I strongly disagree with all those oppositional opinions. But uh, yeah, when when someone is like. Super recognizable by the way that they growl slash scream. Like, I think that kind of certainly defeats the nuance argument. In my experience, I I always think too that like most of the time, even if you're trying to imitate someone else or trying to sound like everything else, yeah. you're still gonna sound individual. Because I I just think with Especially the human voice, screaming. there's just way too many. It's just way too unique to the person. So, and I love that. I, I mean, I love. I, mean, I, I just love the voice, mm-hmm. the show. Right. You know, it's one big thing I'll say. Like, I've tried to incorporate into my music a lot, and this is this is this band codifies is like the the mixing between like chords and like like noodly lines. So like da 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 like you know shit where you like play chords to create kind of like a pedal tone, but then you like jam something out. I I love that. I think it's. I wouldn't say necessarily uncommon, but I think this band does it extremely well and better than most. For sure. It's a big thing in metal. In like, um... Not necessarily progressive metal. Sometimes in progressive metal, for sure. Like, Opeth does it a lot. Like, when people use, like, chords as, like, a pedal tone, but then, like, between chords will play something kind of more newly. So if they're, like... Oh, so, like, like, fills, like, for chord progression. So instead of, like... It's, like... Yeah. Yeah. Opeth does that really well as well. Yeah. Well, in between the bear and me, that's, like... 
that is their like probably one of their most signature sounds is like the the intricacy of the guitar work. And see, that's the thing. Like this band certainly gets heavy enough that they, I would say, are in the relative spectrum of metal. But I'm gonna listen to the Bury Me on my way home. Do it, dude. But I wouldn't call this band metal. I would say they're like really heavy prog rock, but not necessarily. Yeah, well, certainly not metal too by like today's metal standard. Oh yeah. We talk about like like the standard of metal right now is like gent and fucking like death metal. So like we're talking like. Yeah, this is not. It doesn't nearly touch that level of. Been listening to a lot of death. Extremeness. Been listening to a lot of death recently. Mm. This really makes me miss old Chuck Schuldner. What a fucking phenomenal guy. Mm-hmm. Which of course, yeah, he is a gone too soon. Oh yeah, person. I would have loved to include death, but. They're a little too famous, unfortunately. But he certainly well, and they were quite prolific. I mean, they oh yeah, at least a lot. I mean, didn't they fucking codify the term death metal? Oh yeah, because they yeah. Well, I mean, they they were they were kind of depending on the source credited credited as creating death metal and progressive death metal. Certainly progressive death metal. Yeah, like, um, they definitely created progressive death metal. Um, death metal, I would say, is certainly arguable, but they were definitely one of the first. But yeah, obviously, to uh, have the name death and the formation of death metal, like, it makes it a little hard to, <laughs> hard to argue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I've been listening to uh, some spiritual healing and uh, the sound of perseverance. It's good shit. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm gonna listen to Death on the Way Home. Keep like, changing my mind. I was gonna say, let me let me see if I can come up with another band, and you'll have to you'll have to uh, want to listen to that band. What's a, what's a good band that I know you love? Band or artist? Sorry, what am I thinking? Uh, Avril Lavigne. When was the last time you listened to Avril, Avril Lavigne? She did that Hello Kitty song. This super oh, yeah. fucking racist. Super fucking. Uh, non-woke. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny to me how many people, like... I wouldn't say necessarily, like, defend her, but somebody would be like, Yeah, that song is, like, really culturally insensitive. Then people are like, Oh, come on, dude. It's like, No, not come on, dude. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, well it's, well, it's like we all we all just borrow from other cultures. That's just that's what we do. Yeah, that is not that's, blatantly. That's what white, rich white people do. Yeah, yeah. That's other cultures. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah, and plus, like e- even then, it's just like she's. Even if you're like okay with like the, uh, the cultural appropriation thing. It, it's just like, I mean, Gwen Stefani was doing that shit way, way before Avril. So. so it's okay that Avril did it. That's what you're trying to say. Uh, well, I mean, several people have done it. Obviously, it's yeah. not not uncommon at all for white folk 
for the wide fold. Well, folks, from us over here at Natural Cut Records Lands, Incorporated, trademarked, copyright. Um, I think that's gonna about do it for this uh, for this episode for us tonight. And what do you think? Fight us. Fight me in the mouth. If you see me in the street, attack me. <laughs> you heard it here will, first. And I will attack you back with everything I have. <laughs> and whoever wins gets to take my seat in the podcast. Ooh. Am I going to get a new not so drunk? <laughs> Is that what's happening? Yeah. Oh, I'm about that. If you fight Evan and you win, I want you to put your left ring finger in his nose and uh, that will signify that uh, that a new champion has been ordained into the seat of not so grump um, first cut edition. If you don't know what I look like, I typically You're on Twitter. I t- I'm on Twitter, but I typically wear this pink shirt I'm wearing right now. This cute little that pink is like a shirt. fucking fisherman's shirt. Little fisherman's shirt. I typically wear my little black uh, Timex. Uh, my little black Timex watch. I have a dad bod, big time. Uh, Not big time. You have a formative dad bod. <laughs> I have a severe dad bod. If I get any fucking bigger, people are gonna mistake me for a fucking beanbag chair. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like beanbag chairs. What are you trying to say, Evan? <laughs> you saying you're trying to sit on me? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, good night, everybody. Good night. Fight Evan, please. I'd love that. Like, actually don't, but, like, do? Um, yeah, fight me and just know, too, that... Sponsor me or fight me? <laughs> I mean, I... I mean, go ahead. Blow the belt. I'm all about that. <laughs> Cheap shots... Come up behind me and just like you know do that like Richard Spencer stuff. Remember when he got punched in the face? Like just oh, yeah. do that. Just punch me in the face. Evan's really hairy too. There's probably scarcely an inch on his bod that you can't just <laughs> grab and grab and drag him by. <laughs> yeah, literally. My if you didn't know, my face is covered. Like I'm like a fucking werewolf. Yeah, like, he's literally. like a fucking he's like a Chewbacca person, yeah. a Wookie. I'm sorry if that shocks anyone, but yes, that is literally what I look like. Yeah. And you can verify that on Twitter when you check him out on Twitter. Fireside Silence. I'm still Danny VNCR on Twitter. We'll see if that changes. If it does, I'll let you know. For now, it will not. Um, Yeah. That's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, Please don't drink and drive. And... uh, if you can help it, only if you can, don't smoke meth. If you have to, <laughs> um, if you if you have to, you got to do what you got to do. But like, try not to. Yeah. Or try a little harder. We'll say that. <laughs> bye, everybody. Bye, bye.